But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But, but, but bro, where's the banjo? Some Cleveland sports shows try to give you hot takes, but only one can give you a big old piece of hot ham. Welcome to Illegal Ham to the Face. Talking all Cleveland sports. And don't forget our Fat Boy Tuesday, where we also ham it up with some fun food topics. Without further ado, let's serve up some ham. Here are the Ham Boys. Fatty, Fatty, Big Bride, Big Bride, and my cousin Vinny, and my cousin Vinny. Oh, Ryan's talking to the wifey. Oh, what's going on, everybody? I am that fat guy. No, she she can come in. Come on, say hi, girl. Do you want to come say hi? Yeah, that's not happening. That's not <laughs> happening. Nope, shut the door and out. Come on. That's why I'm in here. Uh, Bye. Well, she she can nope, be. She didn't get me hibachi. She got you. She didn't, didn't get bring you hibachi. me back any hibachi. Come on, not even a little bit of fried rice. I'm not a big fan. Okay. <laughs> she said she didn't. She knows I don't like it. It's just it's overpriced and. I mean, what do you get? You get a piece of plain chicken and some plain rice for 28 well, this bucks. Is, this is the way to start out a show with a Fat Boy Tuesday on uh, hibachi. I mean, I get it. Yeah. I, I'm kind of the same. I mean, not not little... that it's right. It's not bad. I mean, it's no, just it's a great show, expensive. too. Yeah, that's what you're when, paying for. Yeah, especially when you're sitting there yelling, sake! And then you get the little sake <laughs> shot in you, and then they start throwing shrimp. And you're like a seal at a sea world, just out, out, out. Think By of uh, uh, what's the Chris Farley movie? Um, Beverly Hills Ninja. Beverly Hills, Beverly yes. Hills Ninja. Yeah, where he's flinging it all around. And maybe that's another reason why I don't like bocce. I've never gotten any sake. Never had sake in my life. All right, so let's see here. Craig is back. Said, "Let's go Browns." Justin, yeah. There it is. And Saki makes me feel warm inside from Chris. So like I was saying, I am that bad guy. He is Big Bri. We are legal ham to the face. Want to apologize for last week. Uh, Fatty was under the weather along with half of my house. The only one that survived the purge was Alexander. And now he is sick. So go figure that one. Small. That kid was a trooper. You had Charlie started Sunday with the tummy flu. Mine started Monday. My wife's started Sunday. And Alexander, golden child, all the way through it. Not a peep out of him. And then starting today, here he comes rearing his ugly head. I'm like, of course, right before Christmas. Right, right. before Christmas. Get out of the way. Get out of the way before the holidays, though. But I just wanted to, in there. Well, I just wanted to apologize to everybody. I texted Brian that Tuesday, and there was no way in... HD double hockey sticks. I was about to get out of bed, and that was uh, yeah. Thank you, Toby. Glad to see you're feeling better. See, they here they come. I was, yeah, it wasn't was pretty. Sweet. 
was not pretty. But we are back. We got to talk a little bit about the Browns and Bengals. We're not going to talk much about it because it was uh, not good. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of Browns Ravens, which was semi good. It was a win. Uh, we're going to look ahead to Christmas Eve with the Saints in a blizzard here in Cleveland, which I think the high for Saturday, if you guys are going to the game, is going to be seven degrees on Saturday. The wind chill is supposed to be negative seven. So enjoy that game. Uh, by the way, last tailgate of the year, Top Dog Tailgate will be there tailgating. So if you guys need to get warm and go get some good food, go to Top Dog Tailgate. I hear you can get tickets for six bucks. I bet you get tickets for cheaper than that if you ask the right price. <laughs> uh, free most people. Most people are giving them away. Um, but hey, I it's one of those games that you know if the Browns were actually in it, I guess is that the word I would like. We're still technically oh, yeah. in the playoff picture, but like if we were in in the playoff picture. That game would be packed because it's Christmas Eve. Everybody would be having a great time, and Santa Claus would be coming out with a few fists of bourbon and I don't know what else. Um, and there'll, then be we're gonna get... there'll be time in the near future, let's hope, where those tickets are going for 106 bucks rather than is... 6 bucks because we'll be playing for division championship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometime I soon. I hope, Bri. I hope. I have... I have my worries, which we'll get into here a little bit later. I have my worries. And then uh, let's see here. Bad Boy Tuesday is Christmas foods. And then we are going to get into our top three Christmas editions. And then I'm going to kick Bry out of here because he is watching his alma mater playing a bowl game tonight. It's been a while since the University of Toledo has been in a bowl of nature. So who are they been? One of the last couple years, uh, they're playing Liberty, which Liberty at one point was ranked. But then if you remember, uh, their coach left for, I think, Auburn. So, yeah, Toledo is, is favored. Hugh Freeze, yeah. So, Toledo's well, favored. So, okay. Well, I What's mean, that? it's a great game. I mean, all college games so far have been pretty good. Yeah, Liberty, Liberty's been, the last couple years, I don't know if it was a Hugh Freeze thing or they're just getting good recruits or what, but they've been good the last couple of years. Uh, we do have an announcement. We will have big man Aaron Spielman on with us after the new year. He's got a yeah. huge that he's got going on. And then, yes, Justin, it's definitely perfect, perfect football weather. I mean, watching the uh, Bills game and those everybody there having fun in the snow and just having a blast. At, oh, man. And then also Jose uh, putting his videos out there. He went to see his kids and he's like, Oh, oh, I just started laughing. I'm like, I'm like, I'm surprised you're back. I saw him on Monday. I'm like, what are you doing here? I'm like, you're not supposed to come back what? when it's snow. He takes every Monday off after he goes to Buffalo. I thought, I thought that was the routine. Not this one. Not this wow. one. Bro. He had, he had some doctor's test he had to take care of. So Matt, Matt's whipping you guys into shape. Well, we've been laying side all December. So December. Uh, Brian, we laid our last piece of sod on Monday. Wow, where at 12 T box? Okay, did they finally get rid of the 15 T boxes that are on 12? 
Uh, not all of them. We only have one tee box on 12 now. They're not finished yet, but we had... Uh, really? We fell short on Benton's side, so we had one of the guys run to Ann Arbor on Friday to get Bent side so that we can lay it down down there on 12 and get 12 T box finished because everything else around it's done. So just a little bit. There's only one T box. Well, for right now, the rest of it's a mud pit. You'll, you'll enjoy it. It'll look good. Uh, I feel bad today. I did text Bry. What you guys don't know today is a very special day for us at work. Uh, Old man, Ron comes in. We love him to death and he brings in cannolis. And Bry never, never disappoints that man. Those cannolis were the bomb. And the, you know something? I had a couple guys at work ask me what a cannoli was. I was floored, Bry. Yeah. I was like, I never had one before I, him. Magical. Just absolutely. I won't magical. have another. Just his. These are the only cannolis I'll eat. Oh, man. As soon as I was like, I got to take a picture and send it to Bry. And Jake saw me taking the picture. He goes, Where's that heading to? I'm like, Bry. He goes, You're a dick. I'm like, Yeah, I know. I told you, one of my favorite days of the year. I should have planned better. Maybe I could have stopped by. There's still a little bit left. He still has a little bit of those Philo cups left. Oh, there's always. He he makes enough for a small army. Hey, I I know, but Justin, there are some people that do not know what a cannoli is, and it's okay. And I just look at them, and the best way I can explain it is. I kind of told him like a Oreo on steroids. I didn't know I was how to explain a cannoli. Hmm. Like, I, like I how would you explain a cannoli? I I don't know if I could, to be honest. I mean, it's almost like 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 a crunchy pastry with a ton of cream and whipped cream, uh, chocolate chips in the middle. Yeah, and walnuts and hmm. yeah, yeah. I don't know the the secret stuff he puts in there. Well, it was delicious. So, just letting you know. All right. You ready to get in our show, big fella? It's been a while. I'm ready. A little rush. Our show is definitely brought to you by Harold Keel and Lake Erie APA. Get a hold of Harold Keel. Leagues will be forming up after the new year. We had just finished this session. Uh, The Fat Boy, well, actually, it's Mr. B's Just One More Team, qualified for the 8-Ball Vegas Tournament at the June of 18th or something like that. So we are qualified again to play for the Vegas tournament and eight ball. We fell short on nine ball, but that's okay. Uh, We also had Mr. B's cash cup at rookies or um, Lake Erie APA cash cup at rookies. Great turnout. Great time. Had to the last two teams split ended up all good. So Harold is in. By the way, the reason why I say Harold, because I, I feel like I've been snubbed because we haven't talked about the illegal ham to the face fantasy football league. And as of right now, Harold Keel jumped me for some odd reason, even though we have the same record. But he He's ended got up tiebreakers on you. Yes, you shut your face. Nobody should have tiebreakers <laughs> on me. That's right. true. So as of right now, we are in our tournament right now. And Down to the final to... four, right? Final four. We're still going through the, uh, yeah, final. Play Big man got a buy, so he advanced. So we have. Did Kevin right Arnold now... get a buy? Hold on. Kevin Arnold got a buy. So here was your teams. 
Big man with the fantasy football team got the first round by with a 13 and one record this year, Brian. Impressive. With the second second by Kevin Arnold and Wonder Years with a nine Mm -hmm. and five record. Okay. Yeah, he's got a good team. Here I come. Number three, Team Span versus Harold Keel. Team Span beat Harold 135 to 118. So it is Wonder Years versus Span in the nice. semifinals. And your four and five matchup, Dog Pound Boys versus the Portage County Prostitutes. And the Prostitutes have won. The wow, there you go. football team and the Portage County Prostitutes will be playing in the other semifinal match. Now, the winners of that match will be in our finals competing for the grand prize of a Lake Erie APA hoodie, a Lake Erie APA shirt, a $25 gift card to Mr. B's, and a little special something, something on the side. So that's what they're going to be playing for. So get your Sweet. votes in. I'm going to put out the teams, everything else on Twitter and Facebook. And I want you to vote for your final four teams for your chance to win. A little something special on the end. We'll do a raffle at the end with the four teams that are left. If your team has got to the very final and won it, we will do a random drawing, and that team will win another $25 gift card to Mr. B's. Big man might have a chink in his armor this week. I saw, I think Jalen Hurts is uh, questionable, so that would be tough. I mean, if he's only got a roll with one quarterback. I play for him the third place. Yes. Hold on, Craig. Craig said, yeah, Craig came in third placed. Oh, you play. Oh, yeah. Harold and Craig play for the third place at the end. So, well, fifth place. Well, fifth place. Fifth, fifth sixth, place. and then we have a whole bunch of de- to be determined. Uh, let's see here. Hertz is out. That Kyler Murray injury, my chances might be but you never know yeah yeah, yeah well you know something that's make up your like. mind big man's gonna have to make up his mind if he does he drop uh hurts or hold on to him hoping that he plays next week probably hold on to him because he's a savage like that i would think but at this point i mean he'd be playing one quarterback versus two quarterbacks that'd be a disadvantage yeah but so look, there's, no, there's no other quarterbacks left mm. Ooh, no, we'll what, not much. We'll see what happens. All right, Bri, do you have any shout-outs? It's been a while. You have any shout-outs? I do. I do. I had some shout-outs last week, and I'll roll back to them today. <clears throat> I was, um, it was a big weekend. Got a lot of things accomplished. I don't know if you call them bucket list items, but uh, maybe secondary, like very tiny bucket list stuff. Uh I finally had some Little Debbie's ice cream. Nice. I had the I had the um, uh, the Christmas tree one, and I'm telling you, 
it lives up to the building. That stuff is good. And it's only like two fifty at Walmart. Two dollars and fifty cents. You pay like seven, eight bucks for a Ben and Jerry's one. Yeah. So give me all of that. That was phenomenal. And then uh last weekend we are down um in Ashland for my wife's nephew's uh son's first birthday party. And we uh we strolled on over to grandpa's cheese barn which i've been giving her a hard time because she grew up five minutes from there and never took me there um the whole time i've known her she's never even been there so finally we went um we come to find out grandpa from grandpa's cheese barn just passed away a couple days uh like a week ago a week and a half oh. ago like it's crazy him and his wife celebrated their 73rd wedding anniversary on December 4th, I think. He passed away like a week later. She passed away two days after him. Just wow. like, uh, I, mean, I mean, God bless them. They lived till they were 93, 94 years old. So we could only be so lucky to, uh, you know, to live that long and to be married to one person for that long. But, uh, but yeah, it wasn't a somber um, mood or anything at the cheese barn. It was a uh, business as usual. And I'm telling you, man, you got to go because you'll be blown away at all the stuff that they have uh, upstairs. They got cheese. I mean, and <clears throat> here's the thing that is pretty awesome about it is they'll give you no questions asked. They'll give you as many samples as you want. You want to try that cheese? We'll give you a sample of that. You want to try that? I think I tried eight to ten different samples of cheeses before I settled on one. So, yeah, family-run right. business. Time out. Time out. Yep. 30 seconds time out. <laughs> Only eight to ten cheeses. Uh, I think so, yeah. Yep. That's some that's some interesting ones. It was kind of cool, uh, the different varieties that they had. I ended up settling on a branch which is a bacon ranch cheese that was pretty good. They said it's their number two bestseller. Um, I think my wife got a rosemary olive oil, um, like Asiago or something like that, like a drier cheese. She kind of likes the dry cheeses. So both were really good. I mean, anything, they had spicy cheeses. They had like a maple syrup cheese. Um, yeah, but then they had a ton of other stuff too, so. It's it's right off the highway. You can see it in Ashland off of two fifty. So um yeah, if anybody's passing through there, definitely check it out. I'm, I might have to make a road trip now. Uh, and I, there's even one there's one in uh, Summit Mall. I was doing some Christmas shopping the other day and they have a store in Summit Mall. I didn't go in it, but um you know, they probably have their best sellers in there, I would think. Another thirty second timeout. You went Christmas shopping before Christmas Eve. Right? Yeah, she I was you. off yesterday. She has changed you. What is? Where is the bride that I know? Wait till the First last day. day. Yeah, you only have eight to ten cheese samples, and you went shopping before Christmas. I ain't as good as I once was. Oh my lord! <laughs> All right, yeah. so Justin Water said, me down. Bride, come down here. He'll make you some good ice cream. <laughs> I believe it. That. I'd try any any ice cream. I'd try that. You have to try the Cheese Haven in Catawba. Is that how you say it? But it's only open during the summer. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. What's it, it I have no clue. Catawba? Right yep. Heard of that. I've never been there. Um, you know, Walnut Creek, they make a good cheese. Mm-hmm. Go down to Amish oh, country. I mean, any place you go, really good. You've had that Pearl Valley cheese that I brought home. Is that the spicy stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no big fan. And the horseradish cheese? Oh, yeah. Not a fan of horseradish, but I'll eat it. You know, oh, any yeah. cheese, any cheese. Cheese is like beer for me. You know, I, I, I there's never a treat, cheese that I won't even try. I'm not saying they're all going to be my favorite, but if you put them out with some crackers, I'll probably eat most of them. Oh, God, I love you. <laughs> God, I missed you so much, buddy. Oh, it's, I, right. I'm telling you, it's it's probably top 10 on my uh, 2022 list. Mm. It was up there. It was mm. quite the experience. Well, Brian, I do have to tell you, I have been working behind the scenes. And hopefully here soon we will have a sponsor for our Fat Boy Tuesday. And I think you're going to enjoy it. But I'm still working on it. But uh, the only shout-outs I got, Bri, I got to shout-out my kiddos. Uh, They had their Christmas concert. And they leveled up to a yellow belt now in Taekwondo. Got to watch them axe kick a board, which was even more special. Because I didn't know Wait. what an accent was until I saw John Claude Van Damme do it. So it's nice <laughs> watching the kids. It, it's actually cool watching them actually go through like the the moves and emotions doing it. And I'm I'm sitting there like slapping hope. I'm like, honey, that's a throat punch. She goes, that is not a throat punch. That is like one of these little jabs. I'm like, yeah, throat punch. She goes, no, that's not <laughs> what they call it. And the kids got to give me the technical term. I'm like, no, it's a throat oh, yeah. punch. Close enough. So, but yes, they're teaching me all sorts of different stuff. So, all right, Brian, we got to get into the trivia because after I play the board, we have a very, very special guest joining us. All right. Okay. All right. See, this is why I, I, I'm off. I'm off today. One week off. And this is what happens that I'm in this off. I am sorry I'm this off, buddy. It, it's going to take me just a little bit right. to get, get in a little flow of things. But our trivia, Bri, is now brought to you by the City Dogs of Cleveland. And for our trivia, we will put a, an adoptable dog every week for our trivia. So you'll get to see the adoptable dog at the beginning and at the end of our show. And until the New Year's, they're doing $21 adoptions through 2022. Okay. They're also wanting to wish everybody a happy holidays. All right. <laughs> and then, right, here is our adoptable dog of the week. Look at that face. Right. Look at that guy. His name is Poncho. All right. Now, Poncho is an older fella. He is good with other low-dig 
low key dogs as properly timed and introed with them. He is playful, gentle, very nice walker, sweet, easy going, and he loves his tennis balls. So this is the legal ham adoptable dog of the week from city dogs. And if you want to get a hold of them, Bry, here it is. Put the banner up right here at the bottom. There is their email address right here at the bottom, citydogs at clevelandohio.gov, the phone number to get a hold of them, and a website to set up a meet and greet with a certain dog that you want. You can also go to their Facebook page. Just type in City Dogs of Cleveland. It will pop right up on Google, and you can go right to their Facebook page, take a look at some of the dogs, and they will give you other websites to go to. So, Bri, on that note, our trivia is set, and hopefully we can get Poncho home. What do you think, bud? Yeah, I don't know how long we're going to be able to do this before I end up with another dog. <laughs> I'm going to see these I pictures know. every single week, and I'm expected not to, like, rush up there and grab, like, especially because you're, like, it's good with other low-key dogs. Like, I'm thinking to myself, oh, that'd be perfect for us. Yeah, your dog's not low-key. That's true. Yeah, she's hyper, but she kind of she doesn't like to be bothered by other dogs. So, and it's a boy, like two girls. I always hear like you put two girls together, it's not going to be a good time. So, but a boy and yes, a girl, so. especially when they kind of uh, do their own thing, it might work. Well, see, there's that's a good looking dog. Yes, it is. And like I said, twenty one dollar adoptions. Now you do have to set up a time to go meet the dog. You have to meet. With the handlers, everything else, there's a way they do things. But, Bri, everybody needs a dog. And especially with winter coming, you know, help them out. They always do a clear shelter with this $21 adoption. You cannot adopt a dog for $21, Bri. I can tell you that right now. You cannot do it. Because I know how much Princess costs. And, God, I love that (laughs) dog. So... But, yes, please get a hold of City Dogs of Cleveland. Also, they are going to be at the game. I think it's section 121, right above the dog pound. There is a concession stand that they Mm -hmm. work out of, and all their proceeds go to City Dogs of Cleveland. They partnered up with Cleveland. So if you go to their concession stand, they get a percentage of the proceeds that go straight to there. Chris has been there. Chris and Jocelyn went and donated money. Said it was from uh-huh. the fat guy, Big Bry, when they went to the game. A lot of people have gone there, but please, if you get a chance to, it's just a concession stand. I mean, you're not going to get anything fancy, but they got burgers, dogs, everything else, and you'll help out some other dogs at the end. So, Bry, yeah. great... what'd you say? Se- section 121? I, yes, Craig said he's been there and he said he forgot his credit card there. Now, listen to this. He forgot <laughs> his big credit donation. Card. Beth called me. And she goes, uh, do you know Chris Spann? I'm like, yes, I do. I'm like, that's my brother-in-law. He left his credit card here. We'll hold on to it for him. Wow. They actually held on to his credit card for him till he came back and got it. Hey, so cool. what great people they are. Great people they are. Oh, yeah. And, well, and if you're going to go get a beer or get something to eat or something, you might as well go to Section 121, do something a little good with your money. Hell, yeah. I mean, I understand not everybody can get there very easily, but. If you're in that lower bowl, absolutely go do that. All right, bro. You ready for trivia today, bud? 
Yes, sir. And I'm still going to keep popping pictures up of Poncho during trivia just for you. Okay. Please, nah, please do. I, Absolutely. No, let's get him adopted. Nothing would make me happier. I mean, look at that face. How can you say no to that face, Brian? I couldn't. Not for long. I know, right? Especially this one right here. That's the <laughs> face right there. All right, let's get him adopted, people. Somebody adopt this dog, $21. And even if you want to donate money, they're all over for donations. They ask for donations. Top Dog Tailgate does a mac and cheese contest donation for them. And then they also do their summertime tailgate, which we've been to multiple times where they have about, it has to be around 200 people there donating for a good cause. They're just, it's a, just a big Browns tailgate and having fun. So, and, fun. absolutely. and he's already set up. He's already got the uh, lodge there in Berea and he's getting stuff set up for next year. So, all right, Brian, let's do the trivia so we get our show moving. Yep. <laughs> Are you looking at me because it's my trivia turn? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I didn't I know that. I put it on the show sheet for you. Oh, says okay, I, I'll come up with one. Let me see. Oh, of all the stupid stuff that I've seen over the last couple weeks, uh, what's the dumbest <laughs> oh my lord this is um, we finally yeah, get city is, to Cleveland sorry this is a trivia fail Where, hold on, where's the fail you're just staring at me I'm like alright give me the trivia and you're just staring <laughs> yep there's a bri fail there it is thank right you thank Patty you fail on that one. okay well we'll go we'll go to uh to what I know the best and um that's uh that's college and draft and right. what college did Donovan Mitchell play for? Oh, get the shit out of here, really? Donovan Mitchell, best uh, basketball uh. player in Cleveland. Where do you go to college? He's not that well, he's yeah, he's pretty damn good. Of course he is. Pretty damn good. All right, anybody heard that trivia? Please put it in the comments because so I don't look like a jackass. <laughs> that would be I'll awesome. allow this time. I will allow because I screwed up. So uh, I'll allow you to uh, to reach out to the other people there. No, we're going to skip past the Cavaliers, even though they blew out the Utah Jazz last night. We'll There's your two. Cavs talk. Yep. See, two. Well, two that was birds, really one quick. stone. But we are getting into our bread and butter, Brian Cleveland Browns. Last time that we talked, the Cleveland Browns were getting ready to go into Cincinnati, play Cincinnati. They got their ass kicked, uh, left, and then they went and played. Who the hell did they play last? Oh, Baltimore with a backup quarterback and won 13 to 3. What a barn burner that was on Saturday. So, Brian, I got some questions for you. Uh, first question, uh, right out of the gate. Should Joe Woods be fired right now? I I don't know how you could say he should be fired right now. I mean, if you wanted to say that a month ago or something, certainly I was on board. I'm not I'm not saying he still doesn't deserve to be fired, but to fire him now, I mean he's much better. The defense is much better right now than they were four, five, six, seven, eight games ago. So I don't know if you didn't fire him back then, why would you have fire him now? Okay, now I want to throw some things at you while you say that. The defense has been better, but mm-hmm. 
Jamar Chase was the only wide receiver on the field for Cincinnati. And mm-hmm. he ended up with how many catches and how many yards? It was a lot. So it was like 10, 10 catches for 120, was it? Something like that. Yeah, every other receiver only had like two. There was no oh, Boyd, yeah. there was no Higgins. And then we heard from our was it secondary coach who is the passing coordinator that said what was the stupid thing he said about you can't really adjust after you've already adjusted for the three wide receivers because they were healthy and we really yeah, can't some- adjust for just a just the one star superstar wide receiver on their team because you worried about the other ones like what stupid say- shit he said it's something like it stresses your adaptability. Like you're basically telling everybody that you can't make in-game adjustments right there. So that was, yeah, that, that was really bad. <laughs> and the thing was, is through the entire time, Denzel Ward's looking over like anybody, anybody want to help me? I'm doing this all by myself today. Okay. All right, guys. You guys just worry about nobody over there. I would just no safety help, nothing. All right, we'll just keep doing this. Like, come on. Like, you have to make what, those $20 million dollar man, though. He should be able to hang with the best receivers in the league one on one. Well, he if, did. If actually... I wanted to play devil's advocate one on one, he should be able to take Jamar Chase. And he did, to his credit, he did last year uh, when they played. Right. He didn't do that horrible against him. It was the. It was the, well, it was a back shoulder throws. But even the one pass interference call that he had against him, that wasn't pass interference. That was one bullshit call because they were hand fighting. And he got caught right at the end. He didn't grab anybody. He didn't grab him. He didn't do anything else. They just wanted to throw a flag to throw a flag. Yeah, here it is. Chris said targeted 15 times, 10 catches. I I mean, if you're going to target a wide receiver 15 times, uh, he's a huge part of the game plan, and you can't adapt to that second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. No, like, well, in in what um what some of the other teams I've seen do over the years, good coaches, Belichick, whatever, and, and it sounds very smart to me. Is you know you have a stud cornerback, um, Denzel Ward would be ours. So you you take him off their stud receiver, and you just take two guys and double team their stud receivers. So you you put two guys on one, and then you have your stud corner shutting down the other side. And I I mean, who knows? It sounds like a good plan. Maybe it doesn't work, but um, but yeah, it, to me it sounds like you take away both sides of the field kind of. But then, as we know, our our safeties haven't been doing very good, and that my God, that uh. That flea flicker was probably the worst play of the year. My God, you I mean, and that's I what think that's exactly what lost us the game. That's you and that, I, that play right there lost us the game. You and I think exactly the same because that was the next thing coming out of my mouth was John Johnson trying to dive into the box to stop the run, and here comes a flea flicker. Why open? No, it was forty three. Johnson, oh. he's the one who bit on it. He bit on it so hard, Bry. That he it's was so hard he didn't even try to get back. No, he just stood there and watched. He's like, Well, I'm, I'm screwed. I will just watch this was, one happen. Oh was, my god. Yes, and that you know, 
the good thing about the defense, though, and I'll have to say this, Miles Garrett has shown up finally. Now, oh, yeah. you devil's advocate, though, on the other side, though, if you look at it, Denzel Ward played one hell of a game against the Ravens. Mm-hmm. You needed your big guys Absolutely. to step up. Johnson stepped up in that game. Ward stepped up in that game. Deion Jones stepped up in that game. And Miles Garrett just owned that game. The only thing that scares the shit out of me, though, is if they actually really had a good offensive coordinator in Baltimore, we would have lost probably by 20 points because they could not stop J.K. Dobbins. That kid ran for 160 yards, and you got Huntley throwing 32 passes or whatever it ended up being. You got to be stupid. That's like, that's like, I just, I don't understand their thinking. It's like when we had Jacoby, like, why is Jacoby throwing it 45 times? And Chubb only getting the ball 10. That's kind of the same thinking. Like, he's not Lamar. He's not going to run. He's going to pass a little bit. But you don't want him throwing 30 times against the, what is it, 29th ranked rush defense? Yeah. We saw the same thing for for, um, the Buccaneers. It's like, you're having success running the ball. Why are you? But it's just just the way the NFL is now. And the same thing for the first – Cincinnati game. It's like you got Joe Mixon back there and we can't stop the run. Why are you throwing it as much as you are? But teams just they can't help themselves. It's kind of like the Warriors shooting threes. If they have an off night from three point land, they're just gonna lose. They're just gonna go down gunning. And that's what teams in the NFL do. Like they'd rather just chuck it 30, 40 times rather than just play boring old school football and just run it. Can you hear my heathens through the microphone, by the way? Nope. I can't. Maybe maybe out there they can't. Somebody else can hear my little two little crap heads downstairs fighting right now during our show. Uh, you're welcome. This is what I hear every day. So just just so you know, it's been a great day here in the Bates household. Um, <laughs> no, thanks, James. So the other thing I want to bring up, Deshaun Watson. All right. First game that, that we Yep, there it was. First game that we watched was not impressive at all. It was thrown at the feet. We had to figure out something else. Cincinnati wasn't bad, still made some mental mistakes, made a couple other mistakes, still holding on the ball too much. Baltimore getting a lot better. But what I'm actually like seeing about this, Bri, is he does have a connection with DPJ. I don't know what it is. Now, granted, DPJ had one hit him right in the chest that he should have caught and caught for a touchdown there in that Bengals game. But I feel kind of comforting that we have him actually showing up and showing out to be the second receiver. And also seeing the money that we paid in David Njoku and that start to come to fruition with the way he's been playing. So how do you feel about those two guys, Bri? I'm a courage. Um, like the chemistry that they've shown, like you were saying, um, we just we need to get them more involved. To be honest, I think Majoku only had three catches uh, this past week. Let's see, uh, DPJ only had four for thirty-one yards, which isn't anything to write home about. He did have the touchdown, uh, which I think is only his second of the year. But um, we saw last week with uh, with Njoku what happens when you you give him the ball in space. 
I mean, he made that touchdown happen the way uh, he got to the pylon and he's stretching out and, and sticking it in the end zone. So, yeah, that's on Stefanski to uh, to draw up some plays to get these guys the ball in space. Um, and it's also on DP or uh, Deshaun Watson to get them the ball in good timing to where they don't have to slow down, where they can catch it on the run or catch it and then make a move. And, yeah, just get – Get our playmakers the ball in space. Football is not that difficult of a game. One one gripe that I have is uh, still, and it's even getting worse now over the last, like, four games, uh, we don't get Nick Chubb the ball out in the flat, just throw it to him and let him make some moves. I think he had one game um, maybe a couple, couple weeks ago where he had, like, three catches. But other than that, I mean, he's putting up zeros, zero catches this week, zero catches another week, one catch another week for a small amount of yards. Um, yeah, our, our run game, clearly, uh, it got back on track a little bit this past week. But uh, mm. but over the last month, it just – it's been almost non-existent. And hopefully, I think maybe I heard possibly we get a Hosick back this week, which – if we were going to do an offensive player of the week last week, what would they say? Who what? What would they say about Posick? What'd you hear? Posick is off the injury reserve and is eligible for this week. Okay. Now so that would de- be huge. De- now hold on. Depending on how healthy he is, and would you? He, I know he's activated. He's back. He's activated. But I mean, would you bring him into this? you know, blizzard game right out of the gate. Oh, yeah. That's what offensive linemen love. (laughs) I mean, it's not like he's a quarterback or receiver where the weather's going to affect him too much. Uh, If you're an offensive defensive lineman, you know, the weather shouldn't affect you too much unless you're just maybe a little soft. Yeah, I'm – uh-oh, mom's here. Be on your best behavior, Brian. Mom's here. There you go. No, clean it up. Well, I'm not cleaning it up. She knows me already. She she raised this heathen. She knows what she got That's out true. of me. That's true. So, Brian, I do have to ask you, like, with this offensive line, though, like, when with Deshaun coming back, all right, and my biggest thing was is I knew the run game would take a little bit of a hit. I wasn't expecting this much of a hit uh, with the carries and everything else. And I don't know if it's the way the offensive line has played or if it's trying to get Deshaun Watson more time with the ball, more time, you know, little passes here and there, trying to get him back to where I guess where he's trying to get to back in his form of what was it, 2019 or 2020, just trying to get back to that area. I mean, do you think that's the reason why we're trying to get him more acclimated and the rush game is taking a backseat because of that? Or do you think it's because the offensive line with Froholt there at center, everybody's kind of banged up, and I'm telling you what, bud, our right tackle is not looking good right now. Uh, I don't – honestly, I don't think uh, having Deshaun back really hurts us that much. If anything, it might help us a little bit because we've seen a couple of uh, the read options that he keeps, and uh, he's able to – you know, go to the right side, go to the left side, and get four or five yards. So now teams have to account for that. Honestly, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, why why we've been inefficient running the ball. Um, 
Chubb got 21 carries this week, and he got 99 yards, so it's not like he uh, he had a terrible game or anything like that, but we're giving him carries. And it's not like Nick Chubb is just not getting it done anymore. I mean, teams teams are adjusting. They see that, uh, that Deshaun Watson is struggling to throw the ball, so he, up to this point, he's not loosened up the defense for Nick Chubb yet. Uh, you thought he would, but he looked terrible in Houston. So after that happened, you, you knew Cincinnati is not going to respect him throwing the ball. And he had an okay day there, but not enough for Baltimore to be worried about it and to forget about defending against the run. So it's just the combination of teams still don't respect our uh, our passing game and our offensive line not being what they used to be uh, for whatever reason, be it. Missing, uh, missing Postic up the middle. Um, you know, Teller being maybe a little banged up. Our tackles have declined over the last couple years. Uh, I don't think they were as good as they've been in the past. Um, whatever the reason be, uh, health or just you know, people picking up the schemes and uh, and these guys maybe just not playing as well. So I. I I put it more on the offensive line, maybe even the play calling um, or just, man, especially the, uh, the Bengals game. It's just so frustrating. Like I, it's hard for me to imagine a team that is worse in like third and one, third and two, fourth and one situations. Uh, I know we brought in Brissett again this week and, you know, we stopped messing around with these tricky play calls and he just kind of snuck it up the middle and got it. But, uh, but yeah, team teams are ready to just, and that's where I think Postic will have a, an effect is uh is up the middle on those short yardage plays to where teams know you're going to run, we know you're going to run. It's just man on man, you got to beat your guy. And uh, unfortunately, I don't think Froholtz played that terrible, but uh, but he just can't hold his own when when everyone knows you're going to run and he gets blown up. So well, let's get back on the track of running the ball. Uh, I can't think of a better time to do it than negative uh, temperatures. So it's going <laughs> to say a lot this week. Let's and honestly, just say one last thing. Um, you know, if if you're being honest with yourself as a Browns fan, 2022 was kind of all about uh, getting ourselves ready for 2023, um, and so now we have three more games to do that, and that's why you let. Deshaun Watson throw the ball a lot. That's why you let him get comfortable in these uh, these cold weather games because that's what we're going to have to play in the playoffs. And uh, you know, also the offensive linemen you saw in the Cincinnati game. Uh, how many holding calls did we have? Because the offensive linemen had their guy, they weren't holding them. But then Deshaun Watson's a scrambler. He gets outside the pocket, and you're still holding him, and they're reaching back, and now it's a clear is day call for the ref because we're so used to having someone just stay in the pocket. Now we have a guy that's going outside and uh, if you got a hold of the guy and he's trying to get away and then they're going to call that hold every time, but they seem to make some good adjustments in the, uh, in the Baltimore game. So hopefully more practice with the scrambling quarterback will help our offensive line kind of get used to that guy leaving the pocket. Oh, and it's a timing thing too, Brian. I mean, when you know when you're an offensive lineman, especially with a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, I mean you got to do the Mississippi's one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, and at that point in time, 
you might get a four. If you get past four Mississippi, you might as well just start letting loose because he shouldn't be back behind you anymore. Like he shouldn't be waiting that long to get the ball out of his hands to a wide receiver. I, I mean, that's the way it is. Like watching Tom Brady, it's in his hands, two seconds out or thrown away right. or wherever it is. Like it's, it's not anything of that nature. And, you know, Brian, I, I know what you're saying, but as a Browns fan, it sucked this year. It sucked this year so bad because, yes, we did get an upgrade at quarterback. Now, granted, people are still – there's fences. There's always going to be fences with this quarterback. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. People made up their mind kind of. Personally, do I like him? No. But I still root for the Cleveland Browns. Do I have to root for him for the Cleveland Browns? Technically, no, but I still watch the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to sit there and go, oh, I'm so glad you have 450 yards and you won a football game. It's other people on the team, too. I still think he's kind of, eh. But when this happened, we had a lot of talent. And I think what killed this whole season is, yes, we, we should have chalked it up to, like, this is building for next year. But you're just wasting a year, Bry. And that's what sucks. You're wasting a year of Nick Chubb. You're pissing away a year of Miles Garrett. You're wasting a year of Denzel Ward. All these guys, Mari Cooper, you're wasting away that guy coming in that you traded for. Like you are pissing away one year that you could have had it just to get a next year. You know what I'm saying? Like it's well, it, no, because hold on. You go, you let's finish just, your, finish it. Let's just say like this year, right now, everything's good. We had a little car accident with Miles Garrett, everything else. We don't know how long their shelf life is at all. Nobody does. Nobody does. Nobody does. Nobody does. Nobody does. But next year, you had a healthy, somewhat healthy Miles Garrett and a really healthy Nick Chubb. Come the following year, are you going to have the same thing? You don't know. You don't know. And it's the unknown that pisses off Browns fans because we've been in this unknown for 20 some odd years, Bry. Because everybody tells us that the roster is perfect. And we got a great roster. This is amazing. You guys got a top 10 roster. You guys should make the playoffs. But we're not. Right? We're not. <laughs> and but the thing that kills me. the NFL. But I understand that. But the thing that kills me is the games that we just let slip away. The Jets game. Like, hold on. Take the Jets game. Take right. field game. Sean Watson had nothing to do with that. I understand the, that. The Falcons game, Deshaun Watson had nothing to do with that. I understand that. But Deshaun Watson had something to do with the Cincinnati game. Did he not? That we so, lost. Right. So we lost one game that Deshaun Watson has played. So that's hardly okay. like flushing the toilet, I'm flushing not, the season down not, the toilet because he lost one game. I'm not blaming him. I'm just blaming the Haslams and everybody else because nobody wants to blame the Haslams or the front office or anybody else for this season. Everybody's like, well, it's just, it is what it is. No, it's not what it is. You knew what you were getting when you signed up for it. At this point in time, you signed up for this shit show of a season. You knew it was going to be a shit show of a season. Then why try to force it down our face like this was going to be something great? Why try to go out and get free agents? Why not wait till next year to do that? Because it's a business. I mean, you're still hopeful. You're hopeful that Jacoby Brissett could come in and win you eight games, you know, you're not going to give up on the season. My rebuttal back to you about 
all this is like, what were the Browns' other options this past offseason? What were the other options we had? There was other options out there. Like, there, there okay. Was, like what? Okay. Like bringing Baker Mayfield back? No, but he was, okay. you could have. I'm not saying okay. you couldn't have. It was his and fifth we, year. That does, but Baker Mayfield doesn't make us a Super Bowl contender. But obviously this year we weren't going for the Super Bowl anyway, so what the hell does it matter? Right. It's all about the future. This year's all about the future. Being Going for the Super Bowl next year and the following year and the following year. Like, I don't understand what people wanted the Browns to do. I mean, the Browns, for their future, yeah, obviously you got to eat a green one in 2022, but, like, unless you're drafting a Jalen Hurts in the second round and just getting lucky, like – Bring Baker Mayfield back was an option. Another option was draft a Kenny Pickett or a Desmond Ritter. Does that appeal to anybody out there? You know, trade for Russell Wilson, maybe. Does that appeal to anybody? Like, I don't – I just – it's easy to say, how dare you just flush this season down the toilet and waste Miles Garrett and Nick Chubb. But my rebuttal, again, is what were your other options? How many? Like so, we could have given up all these picks for Derek Carr. Does that make people happy? Like you're not getting a Patrick Mahomes, you're not getting a Josh Allen, you're not getting a Joe Burrow. I I understand that, but how many wins did we get with an injured Baker Mayfield last year? Eight. Yep. Okay. That was a whole season. That was a whole season with Baker Mayfield. We're getting six games with Deshaun. You so, know what I'm saying? So you're. But your best option would be to bring Baker Mayfield back? Or what's your best option? At that point in time, I would have brought Baker Mayfield back. Not injured, not knowing. But also, us being blind as fans and not knowing what was going on behind the scenes. Now, we didn't know what was going on behind the scenes at the time with all the turmoil between Stansky and him and all that stuff. So we didn't know that. But as a fan, you you have a completely beat up Baker Mayfield just laying on the ground that you brought back for a 50-year option, you picked up his 50-year option, right. knowing that they're probably bringing him back to look for somebody else. I get that. I saw that. I understand that. You're well, we're for- seeing this year that Baker Mayfield's just not a very good quarterback. I mean, he couldn't. He was. He dropped to third string on one of the worst teams in the league. Right. And now right. he's he's going. He's in L.A. and yeah, one couple nice drives at the end of the Raiders game. But don't expect Baker Mayfield to do anything ever again in the NFL. He might win a couple games here to get people excited, but he's not a franchise guy. And look at that. Another quarterback that Cleveland has ruined. Well, I mean, we just keep going through Baker. Not just Baker. I mean, we've had Brady Quinn ruined. We've had Tim Couch ruined. It's just a cycle. it's It's the chicken and the egg argument. Did we ruin them or were they just not very good quarterbacks? That's something neither one of us can prove. I can't prove that Baker Mayfield's just a terrible quarterback right. or if he was drafted by the Jets or the um, Giants or somebody else, that he would be a good quarterback. Like, we just but don't Brian, know. Hold on. But how can we tell when we're shifting through coaches every two years? How are we supposed to know this? Well, that's what that's there you go. So, so you want to bring Kevin Stefanski back, is what you're saying to Joe Woods back? Uh, I believe Kevin Stefanski should. Kevin Stefanski deserves comes back. I don't think Joe Woods. 
I mean, that's, what, that's what that's what Browns fans say is continuity, continuity, continuity. Give these guys a chance. Then they never want to give these guys a chance. <laughs> so you want to have your cake and eat it too. No, no, no. I said Kevin Stefanski should come back. Our head coach, which is the continuity. Joe Woods is not continuity. Joe Woods has been with these guys for three years. Most of these guys for three years. And we've had questions. We, I remember last year, I wanted to fire Joe Woods the first four games because he didn't know what the hell he was doing. And then they, the team finally showed up and decided they wanted to play defense. This year, this team was shot, not knowing what to do. Next thing you know, they played two great games. Whole shit, let's save Joe Woods. They still can't stop the run. You still got undisciplined things going on in the backfield, like John Johnson biting on a damn flea flicker and just not even trying anymore. You got guys giving up on tackles, barely arm tackling. Like it, it's it's the thing that upsets me is Stefanski should be over top of that and taking care of that. But Stefanski is so worried about the offense and what's going on, which he should be because he's an offensive guy. But you also have an offensive coordinator that has been underneath your wing for three years that should be able to call the plays that you want because he's watched you call plays for three years. You guys have talked every damn day. He's been every damn offensive meeting. Why can't you not go to Scott Van Pelt and go here? Or not Scott Van Pelt. Alex. I love huh? Scott Van Pelt, though. Shout out to Scott. Alex Scott, Van Pelt. Scott, Alex Van Pelt. But you can't look at him and go, hey, here's here's the damn playbook. You're in charge now. I got to help out a little bit more on defense. Yeah. Like there's, you know, there's things there's that just, are going on. But I'm there, telling you what, though. Here's, he's got one more year. But he's on the hot seat, Bri. Sure. He's got to be on the hot seat. Here's here's the problem. Here's the uh, the tough pill for Cleveland Browns fans and really any fans of any uh, sports team to swallow is there's no guarantee right answer. Um, you can't say continuity, 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 and just hope that it eventually works out. You can't fire guys every single other year and hope that it works out. Sometimes. I'll be the first to tell you, I, you know, I wanted Jim Harbaugh gone two years ago. I said, there's no way he can ever be a good coach. And boy, is he proving me wrong. Well, and the, same thing the, could happen with seven, Kevin Stefanski. I think the thing that's upsetting me now is you got that Mike McDaniels down in Miami. You got Dave all doing good in New York. You got. But it'll uh, catch up to them. Look at Sean McVay. Yeah, but hold on. That's after, just that's after a Super Bowl with so many damn injuries on that team. You know that team sold completely out for that one Super Bowl, Brian. They don't have draft picks for like the next five years. What is he supposed to do? He's supposed to come back and just light it all up again. So not there's only there's only one Bill Belichick. There's only one Tom Brady. We don't see these guys very often. Everybody else is kind of going to be have good seasons and have bad seasons and have good seasons and have bad seasons. So we hope, you know, like we said with this whole Deshaun Watson thing started, this is a Hail Mary. This is the Browns Hail Mary because nobody was really coming out in last year's draft that's going to save a franchise. You're probably not going to tank it out to get a high draft pick this year because you have too many good players. So the Browns were stuck in purgatory. Um, you know, they had Baker Mayfield. They knew he wasn't the guy. He wasn't good enough. 
So Jacoby Brissett, we could bring in like a bridge quarterback, maybe hope that they have Brock Purdy success or um, Nick Foles success. But again, you're just wishing on a hope and a prayer. So the Browns, the Browns took a shot. And, uh, you know, it, it'll probably be until next season, maybe even two seasons, which I know Browns fans don't want to hear. We're not going to know if this Deshaun Watson risk works out for a long time. But we're married to him for better or worse. Um, and, you know, whether you want to root for him or not, that's a personal decision that everyone has to make. But, yeah, we're all Browns fans, and we're all going through it. And the fact that we're missing the playoffs for another year, it's a tough one to swallow. We're still in the playoffs. No, no. I saw an article. We are still in the playoff hunt, buddy. We had a 1.15% chance to make the playoffs. No, no, no. I saw a so, I had a shout out to my buddy BJ. He posted something on Facebook and it didn't, it made maybe a little bit of sense and it wasn't like really that crazy. There's like, there's five teams and we need like three of the five teams to lose. Uh, two out of three games or something. There's there's a scenario to where like we basically need to root for Miami to win all their games. Um, right. you know, like the Chargers to lose all their games and the Ravens to lose all. Their so it's only three games. I mean, crazier things have happened, but all you can do is play the game that's in front of you. We got we got a pretty easy schedule, I think. Um, we can win all the games. We might even be favored in all the games. Who knows? Um. Well, of course, because it's all back quarterbacks, so why not? And that's, you know, that's the crazy thing. Uh, our defense was terrible when we played these bad quarterbacks earlier in the league, and now we're uh, starting to get our footing a little bit. And, uh, you know, against Joe Burrow, Tom Brady, you know, we're starting to play better quarterbacks. Even Josh Allen didn't tear us apart the way that Josh Allen can do to some defenses. Um but, yeah, hopefully the defense has turned the corner. I'm sure we'll talk for the next month, two months, nine months, whatever, about Joe Woods and if he should stay or not. And, honestly, I haven't made up my mind, really, on Joe Woods or Kevin Stefanski. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be pissed off if they both came back. I wouldn't be pissed off if they both got fired. To me right. – the, the players have to take accountability at some point. And, uh, you know, when, when your defense tackles aren't very good and your linebacking room is uh, is as beat up as it is, you know, you'd hope that other guys step up and fill the void. But uh, that's not always the case. Uh, Chris just chimed in and said the Toledo quarterback is hurt. Oh, no. Come on, Chris. So he's he's trying to keep us updated he's on pretty the Toledo. Good. Uh, Thank you. Brian, the, the the thing like I don't think Joe Woods is for our defense. I don't know why. I just don't think he's the guy. But the thing that scares me about Kevin Stefanski is I understand he is a steady guy, and that's fine. You can be a steady guy all you want to. I watched Tony Fields. I think it was Tony Fields do the uh, the run into the kicker, the punter. Yeah, yeah. And he went, hold on, hold on. At that point in time, in that point in game, he comes in and he walks over to him and goes, this is all he does. He goes, what was that? 
and then walks away from him. Brian, I'm sorry. As a fan of my team, I want my head coach to get in that kid's ass a little bit more than that. Not just go, you know better. No, no. No, no. Like, grab his face and ask, like, dude, what are you doing? We don't do that kind of penalty. Why were you doing that? You know better. Make them accountable. You say tough, smart, and accountable. You're not making him accountable when he comes off the field like that, and you're just going, all right, it's okay. We'll pick you up on the next play. Get the hell out of here with that. Get in his face. Get angry. Show some sort of damn emotion to you. Whether it be a press conference, whether it be on the field, kick something. I don't care what you do. Just some sort of emotion. Instead of this robot just walking on there going, all right, we're going to go with the Dane's menu. We're going to go moon over hammies. We're going to go pancakes, pancakes, French toast, syrup, extra syrup, sausage, bacon, side hash browns. You saw the guy, didn't you? I did. I was so excited okay, about that guy. Dennis yeah. God bless him. Yeah, oh that's God. the uh, that's the the biggest issue, the biggest concern that I have with Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski is it's turned into a joke now because it's so obvious. They don't cut their draft picks. They don't hold anybody account. That's the biggest issue. They don't hold anybody accountable. And how can you be a coach in the NFL without holding anybody accountable? Well, right. the media gave That's gave him a hard much. time for sitting down uh, Grant Delpit for one play uh, a couple weeks ago. And, you know, uh, we're seeing Perry on Winfrey is uh, is finally starting to get some playing time. and He's making some plays. He's not great, but he's better than what we've had in the past. But, like, how do you not get that guy motivated and hold him accountable? I know we kind of uh, – we, we suspended him and tried to get him on the right t- – but why is it he's the only guy you're willing to hold accountable? Nobody else. And meanwhile, he could be helping you on the field, making plays. And, yeah, it's it's a major concern with Stefanski. I don't know if he has it in him. Like we, like I've said in the last month, month and a half, that, that these guys are just going to continue to do it their way and not make the adjustments and – it's hard to watch every single week. Right, it's very we, hard to watch. And maybe it's just because we don't have very good players behind them and we don't want to, um, you know, take our best players out because we don't trust the backups. But eventually I'd rather just – I'd rather lose with third-string guys and trying to motivate the first-stringers and just let the first-stringers just play it out and do whatever they want. Yeah. I got you. But, like, it, it's just – it pisses me <laughs> off. I remember seeing so many – Press conferences of his, videos, all this stuff. We want you tough, smart, accountable. Tough, smart, and accountable. That's what we want. And every time I hear him say that, I'm like, you're not keeping them accountable. You're not doing it. And it's just like, come on. But we do have to move forward because we have, uh, we got somebody waiting for our Christmas special here a little well, bit later. Last, last thing I'll say real quick is, What's the ongoing joke right now is uh, is it's robots to fancy in these press conferences and oh, yeah. it's on me it's on me you know I got to do a better job. How about you say Grant Delpit sucked today? He needs to do better next week. Maybe that will finally motivate him to spend twenty hours a day preparing for next week's game, rather than you just saying, "Oh, it's on me. 
I got to do better. It's on me. You know, start calling these guys out. What else do you have to lose? Just like, hey, just like listening to Hugh Jackson going, got to watch the tape. Got to watch the tape. I, it's on me. It's on me, guys. At the end of the day, it's on me. I got to watch the tape. Yeah. I got to watch the tape. I got to yep. watch the tape. I got to watch the tape. It's grown on me. ass men. Yep. You know, They're sorry. making a lot more money than you are. <laughs> uh, you got to hold their damn hand all the way through practices and everything else. Yep. Just Don't upset, upset the prima donnas, I guess. And, and here's big man. He's been better than what we've had, though. This is like having the whole Baker talk. Yeah, Baker's been the best quarterback we've had since 1999. Yeah, because he's been the better coach that we've had since 1999. Why? Because he won right. coach of the year. He took us to right. one playoff game, and we've been subpar since then. Get out of here. Yeah, that's the thing. You you have to adjust your expectations. I, I would agree with Big Man that he, he's the best that we've had. Um, But, you know, what, what's the old saying? High tide rises all ships. And so yep. now our expectations are up here. So if a guy is falling behind, you know, we need to move to the next level. We need to keep moving to the next level rather than looking back and saying, well, he's better than Chudzinski. Well, he's better than Freddie Kitchens. It could be worse. Now let's start looking forward. And, uh, and, and what can we do that's better than Stefanski? If, if he can take us to that next level, then keep him around. But if he's just the best that we've had, then look for better. All right. So, big man wants who would you get? Give me a candidate. I'm trying to move the show along so that we can get our (laughs) rock. How about this? Next show. Next show. Tune in. Yeah. Well, and I I think we'll have we'll have a whole off season to talk about who we can get. And honestly, there's nobody that other than Sean Payton. There's no name that I could give you or big man that uh, that would say, oh, yep, that guy's definitely going to be better than Kevin Stefanski. But who's Mike Tomlin before he took over the Steelers? Who's John Harbaugh before he took over the Ravens? You know, there's coordinators out there that, uh, that are waiting to take that next step, and it could be better. Again, it's the NFL. There's no guarantees. You don't know. I can't give you a name and say he's definitely going to be better than Stefanski. So, but all you have to ask yourself right now is, is Stefanski able to take us to the next level? And Aaron, I'll give you a name next week. You'll get my name next week. I'll give you a name. I'll give you a name next week, but not this Woody week. Hayes. Is he still alive? He is. He is in the Cumberstown. Woody Hayes is not alive. <laughs> yes, he is. The ghost of Woody Hayes just haunts I know. Me. Hey, you would hold people accountable. Otherwise, you get sucker punched, right? There was only one kid from Syracuse or wherever the hell he was from, and he deserved it. I know. Right. Hey, kid. Bam. Yeah, he intercepted it. I know. That's, See, maybe, maybe that's what we need to do. Start, start punching kids when they make plays. Don't you get me started, Brian. <laughs> We're at a level right now. You I, want to get me no, right, I'm sorry. Yes. Wow. I appreciate you trying to get me out of here to watch the Toledo game. And I'm All just right. adding you on. I've been, I've been trying to do it for the past 20 minutes. And we just keep going back and forth. And I love every minute of it. You know I do. Thank you. All right. So the Browns play the Saints on New Year's Eve in a blizzard, Brian. You know something? We're done keeping scores for now. It's the end of the year. It is what it is. You've already won. I concede to you. All right, it's probably Browns by, Browns by three, I'm guessing. 
So we're not yep. going to do the spread anymore on this one because this one's going to be hard to do the spread on, Bry. But give me your gut feeling on this game. Just give me your gut feeling what's going to happen. I, gut feeling is it looks a lot like last week's game. Um, low scoring game. I mean, I'm not going to tell anybody anything that they don't already know. It's going to probably be a low scoring game. Hopefully, Cade York can hit a couple of his kicks. Um, the, the New England or the New Orleans offense isn't very good. Their defense is pretty decent. Um, so you're going to have a tough time moving the ball on them. Um, I don't know. I'll say 16 to 10. Why well, are you making it that high? Sure. Okay. I'm going to go, uh, go to 14 to 6. Take that. And I'm going to go two you touchdowns. Got a run ball. Two touchdowns by Chubb. Running touchdowns by Chubb. I did hear uh, he's on the injury report today. Did you hear that? I don't give a shit. He's still scoring touchdowns to me. I'll, I'll take it. I mean, even if Hunt, I thought Hunt played well last week. He didn't get the ball very much, but. 25 to 62 in a Justin, you realize this is supposed to be like 60 mile an hour wins in Cleveland, right? Like it is. <laughs> It is about to be a shit show among shit shows. 25 to 22. Did, did Justin pick the Browns to win? That's big time. He did. He's coming uh, over the dark side. All right, Brian. We'll quickly run through Fat Boy Tuesday. I do. They got a man up. <laughs> uh, all right. Brian, let's get into Fat Boy Tuesday. And then we'll do our trivia and get you out of here. All right. Jeez, this show has just gone off the rails. I knew it would have. Week off, this is what happens, Bri. Sure. I almost clicked a trivia sounder again. (laughs) And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. All right, for your... And now. And I played it again because I had to double click it. Uh, For your Fat Boy Tuesday, we're talking Christmas food, Bri. And the only thing I can really think about with Christmas food is three things. Ham, cookies, and Chex Mix. Wow. You hit two of my three. Chex Mix? Chex Mix. My, I mean, every year my wife makes a ton of Chex Mix. They call it dog food. And uh, we just had her family over on Sunday to do uh, Christmas cookies and decorate that. So, yep, that's what's on my mind. There it is, Chex Mix. Aunt Ressie's made like 16 gallons of Chex Mix so far. Wow. Yeah, she's a trooper. Like, I get, I get, she doesn't gallon bags, and I get three for my household. And Chris, how do you, Chris, how many Chex Mix bags you get with you and Jocelyn? But yeah, like, she comes out, let's see here. Justin said lasagna, orange jello, salad, candy cane, ice cream, and Chinese food. Okay. I love Chinese food. I forgot they're open on Christmas. Um, is that an O2 Christmas story? Yeah, a little they bit. Chop off the duck's head. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Oh, no, I, uh, Brian, it's just something about Christmas. The, the one thing I really do, like my sister, so she carried on the tradition of making sugar cookies with her kids. Um, mm-hmm. They always do the icing, the sparkles, you know, they make the sugar cookies and you paint them all up and all that stuff. For me and my family, um, 
our thing is is we throw out we start doing cookies but they're not like the decorate cookies but then we do the um uh, like the plaster make your own ornaments and things of that nature um but other food wise i mean i mean what else can you go wrong with ham and all that stuff and especially christmas i, I now you get your you get ham and cheesy potatoes don't you um so my wife's family does or they used to do i i can't remember if they did it last year or not they do spaghetti and meatballs to, to kind of like uh change it up you know because you're doing turkey for thanksgiving you're doing ham for easter you know you, most people just do turkey and ham for, for christmas also so they just kind of switch it up a little bit i kind of enjoy that um just having a non-traditional um you know simple meal but uh but with anything when you do uh when you do Christmas foods and decorating ornaments, like you were saying, it's all about tradition. It's all about what you do with your family, and uh, that—that's what makes it special. Whatever you do, some you know, you make chocolates, you make cookies, you make anything that tastes good. As long as you're doing with family, as long as you like make a point of doing it every single year, that's what it's all about. So, like every year, Friday is ooh Festivus. You know something? I'm oh yeah, twenty third. I'm just, I'm just adding them in. Uh, he's he's been sitting here this entire time. I can't. I can't. <laughs> you know, I, I feel bad because he has been sitting here this fine. entire fine. show. Yeah, we want to hear his takes. Here. But you know, so Christmas now, Justin. I know you don't celebrate Christmas like we do. Like you do Chinese food. Like Thanksgiving is your holiday. Oh yeah, uh, I did make a big lasagna uh, last weekend. I've got in the fridge. So, oh, so, that's, awesome. oven so that's what you're having for Christmas is lasagna. Yeah. Yeah, lasagna. Nice. I've got that candy cane ice cream I churned a couple weeks ago. Oh, nice. Candy, fry, candy cane ice cream. He churned it himself. Golly. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed, though. The candy canes oh. in it kind of melted into the ice cream itself. So it doesn't have that crunch that I was hoping it would have, but it's still pretty good. And by the way, so like that. Everybody knows here at the end of the show, after Brian and I are done with the show, we are doing a holiday special and I'm going to share it out to all the Browns fans groups and everything else. Justin is going to do the reading for Christmas of hookers and blow save Christmas. He has the whole book right there. <laughs> we'll have the reading of the live reading of hookers and blow save Christmas on our show tonight. That is the special surprise for everybody. Our Christmas surprise, everybody. So please stay tuned for that. Um, now, Justin, when you did actually enjoy Christmas, when you actually did, I mean, yeah, was there like? Was... Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. You were too what? You too young? It's too young it's too... to really understand where everybody's all crying. I want, I want, I want. I mean, really, it's the greediest time of the year. Maybe that's years of working at retail and everything, but <laughs> yeah, it can be. Now you just brought me down. I even wore my ugly sweater and everything. You just brought me down. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all right. I got a cat that's cross-eyed. <laughs> nice. Oh, Brian's got to see. <laughs> I'm going to have to break out some of my ties this week too at work. 
by the way, I'm wearing it at Top Golf tomorrow here in Cleveland. So if you want to come see the fat guy, oh. Top, we're going to a little Top Golf action. Got a little uh, country club party. What, little, uh, what time are we going? 11. Please okay. tell me you're showing up because Jose Cato found out they sell Ice House there. No, they don't. They do. And guess what I'm doing with him? Wow. I told our boss, well, I'm like, you're in charge. I'm not in charge. Not in charge of this. Uh-huh. Not in charge of this. <laughs> All right. Gentlemen, we will get into our trivia right now, Brian. And I've already had Justin help me out with it. Yeah. Okay, uh, good. I'll bring up this face again because this face, our trivia mm-hmm. is brought to you by City Dogs of Cleveland. Boom. And boom and boom. Here we go. 21 adoptions through 2022. Please help them out. Clear out the kennels. They always say happy holidays to you guys. And then we have Poncho. Look at that face. Uh, such a good looking dog. I know he is. I know he is. He's an older dog. I'm guessing probably about five, maybe six years old, maybe older. I don't know. I'm not a dog expert like they are at Sea Dogs of Cleveland. But also, I still have their information here. And they are nice enough to help us out and join us as a sponsor for our trivia so we can help get dogs adopted and especially a dog like that guy so if you want to adopt poncho please there is the email address phone number and the website where you can actually get a hold of city dogs of cleveland and if you can't get them there please go to your google search program Mm -hmm. type in city dogs of cleveland and they will pop right up, click on them, go to their Facebook page, like and subscribe, do everything you can for City Dogs of Cleveland, because I know that we have, Bri. We have donated a lot to them. We love them. We have supported them ever since we have started this show two years ago. And you know something, Bri? It's been something special. So mm-hmm. please help them out. Clear out the kennels. <laughs> All right. Let me pick off the picture here, because I need another producer here. Uh, so, Bri, uh, you asked me what college did Donovan Mitchell go to? Now, I did get mm-hmm. a lot of help. I'm pretty—I already know the answer. But okay. what I'm going to—I'm going to throw at you—is I'm going to throw out. We're going to go with. It is an ACC school called Southern Ohio Cincinnati. Technical Institute, Louisville. Yep, that is correct. He went to Louisville. I don't remember him playing. I don't remember him playing in Louisville. I have to wonder, though, was that a hint? Was that a UofL thing, a hint to the (laughs) Richmond days when they did have hookers and blow there? They did have hookers and blow there. Oh, that's right. Well, yeah, Patino. <laughs> See, it all comes back around. By the way, it's all just the there, blow. there is stories that Brian and I could tell you with the old man Ronnie told us about something down there. Oh man, we can fill yeah. we can fill a, we can fill a dark show with those conversations. Yeah, I, I live here. I live in Louisville. What do you think? Oh, what, hold on. What was it? I live in Louisville. 
is it Lawville? Lawville. How do you do it? I live in Louisville. How about that? Like, hold on, is it Lafayette or Lafayette? It's Louisville in Ohio, but it's Lawville in Kentucky. I figured that out. It's a quick trick down there. I, I forgot. I got a Ohio it up while I'm on. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, we we've, we've been here. I mean, it's Creek Crick. Uh, all right, Brian, you gotta get out here and go watch your show. But I love you. Hopefully, Toledo quarterback is back. Hopefully, yes. Yeah. So, hold on, we're gonna little. Uh, yeah, University of Louisville. Hey, Chris. Right. Chris. Oh, top three. Before I kick you off, top three. Oh yeah. Traditions. Christmas traditions. Yes. Boy. Um I'd say number three. Uh we just did on Sunday doing Christmas cookies with my wife's family. Uh number two, um going to my aunt and uncles on Christmas Eve. Uh, just kind of hanging out, having apps, having drinks. We used to do karaoke for Christmas songs, which is a lot of fun. Um, and then number one, we've kind of moved Christmas and Thanksgiving celebration to the middle of January. And we go down to um, a cabin, giant 40-person cabin down in Hawking Hills with my mom's side of the family um, and just kind of spend the weekend there. So... That has become my new favorite Christmas tradition. Um, by the way, Justin, his side yes. of the family has a uber, and I mean uber, competitive cousin that buys <laughs> like a $238 ping pong paddle. Just <laughs> <for you. laughs> Really? I'm just letting you know. He is out there, and he is one of the, he is one of the most competitive guys just I've ever met. Like, huh. I bet you I could do five push-ups before you do five push-ups. He's one of those guys. And Who they, knew that they made that expensive of a ping pong paddle? I had no idea. I, man, that, I'm that getting thing, worked though. I'm playing with like a a wooden spoon over there, and I'm just getting worked every time. No I, fun well, to me. Well, Brian, so that's he's why uh, he, he's the living embodiment of a uh, what was that movie? Balls of Fury. Yes, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Good call. That is a great movie reference on that one. All right, big fella, go watch your game. I love you. Yep. God, God bless you. God bless America. You guys have a great holiday and a Merry Christmas. Good night, bro. All Thanks, right, bro. Sir. I'll, I'll talk to you afterwards. Yes, sir. That's it for the rest of us. Later. Oh, that's big Brian getting out of here. He's gonna go watch the Leo. Justin, thank you for Bud, thank you for sticking on for so long. Um man, that's no problem at all, man. We've we've we talked about uh we talked about Christmas traditions. There was one they don't do it anymore, but at the one bar down here, they used to have midnight mass. So Christmas Eve, they would close for a couple hours for the staff and then reopen them like at 11, 12 o'clock Christmas Eve and twenty dollar cover. Anything and everything you could drink. Now that's a nice place to go, and that's that's all you that's all you paid was twenty bucks. That's not bad at all. No. Now for my top three uh, Christmas traditions with my family, um, we always do. 
So Christmas morning, it is straight to the presents because the kids can't wait. You know how that goes. But we are always a stockings first family. Stockings first before you get to the presents. Christmas Eve, we always read the night before Christmas to them. Nice. Every We've started that since they were babies. We still do it. We have our neighbor, Fran, who is, God, I think he's 94. Wow. Old, hold on. Hey, old Irish dude. I love him to death. Love him to death. But he came over, brought over this old book of Twas the Night Before Christmas. And hardcover, he read it to his kids. He gave it to us to read to our kids, which is amazing of them. So we read that to our kids every night. And before that happens, we either watch the following three movies. Arthur Christmas. The Grinch. Or Santa Claus. No Die Hard? I watch that after the kids go to bed. <laughs> that is daddy's movie while setting stuff up later. So. Cause you know, Justin, it's not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls to his death. I know it's not. Trust me. I know it's not. And I, <laughs> Hey, I'm telling you, I dude, I watch it every year. That is the one movie I watch every year and it's by myself. My wife doesn't watch nice. it. Nobody else watches it with me. I stay up and watch Die Hard by myself every nice. Christmas. And if I don't finish it, I wake up early to make coffee for my wife and myself, and I finish it the next morning. <laughs> all right. So, Justin, all right, you ready? Do you have any traditions you like to do on Christmas besides Chinese food and hibachi? <sighs> Run, but that's about it. All right. No set distance or anything. Just go out and run. Well, I'm actually thinking about going for a run uh, Christmas Eve. Well, why not? It's going to be not, no. It's going to be cold as hell down there, isn't it? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> like, like last year, New Year's Eve. Well, last year, New Year's Eve, just to switch it up, I uh, went for a run and was running as the ball dropped. Yeah, but what was the temperature? I don't know. Oh, you, you bundle. <laughs> do me a favor. Bundle up very well. I don't need you frozen like uh, Lloyd on um, Dumb and Dumber. I was planning on going out there in a Speedo and everything. Oh, I will. Get out of here. All right. All right. Everybody, here we go. Here is Justin finally on our show live reading Hookers and Blow Save Christmas. Thank you very much. Hookers and Blow. Safe Christmas. A heartwarming tale about a tow truck and a snowplow and how they save Christmas. It was Christmas Eve in, a, in the small town of Pleasant. Everyone was excited to soon open their presents. The weather was cold with deep piles of snow. Police officer Bob called hookers and blow. Because really, who else are you going to call if you're snowed in except for hooker, hookers and blow? Tom Transport 
is loaded with cards, candy, and gifts, but broke down out of town and is stuck in a snowdrift. We need all of those presents for the big party today. No problem, said Hookers. We can help right away. <laughs> the snow was quite deep and covered the road, but Blow got to work blowing and could handle the load. Yeah, I bet Blow could handle the load. They traveled down Main Street and straight out of town. Drove up on Mount Dexter, then all the way down. <laughs> I just glanced up as you uh, popped your picture up there real big, and that's what made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> just round the bend, Tom Transport did soon did appear, all covered in snow, right up to his mirrors. Blow cleared away the snow. It didn't take long. Now hookers could check what might have gone wrong. <laughs> hookers reached round and popped up Tom's big hood, attached booster cables, and said, crank it real good. Tom stuttered and sputtered then started to groan. His tired old engine, it just might be blown. Little blue pill will take care of that. <laughs> oh, Tom moaned. Tom moaned. The snow in the hills were maybe too much. It might have broken a piston or wore out the clutch. No problem, said Hookers. I'm a big tow truck, you see. We'll get to town quickly. You, Blow, and me. With Tom mounted on Hookers, there's a mental image. Blow plowed through the snow. They headed for town, driving careful and slow. Hookers got on the radio and called up ahead. Police officer Bob, we have Tom, but his engine is dead. <laughs> the snow keeps on falling. Blow is blowing. <laughs> Blow is blowing real hard. <laughs> Finish the book. Come on. I'm trying to. <laughs> but we'll get there in time with candy presents and cards. Across bridges and train tracks, blow leading the way. Up and down, <laughs> up and down old Mount Dexter, they soon made up the delay.
They drove straight up Main Street while everyone smiled. Tom loaded with presents for each and every child. <laughs> they arrived at the party and there was a great cheer for hookers and blow had made it the best day of the year. I mean, I can't deny that a little bit of hookers and blow make every day the best day. And that was the end of hookers and blow save Christmas. So the next time your kids are crying and wanting to know what will we do if Santa can't, can't, can't deliver all the presents, just tell them, don't worry. Hookers and blow will save the day. All right. Get in that top drawer of yours, buddy. Get in there. You know what I'm asking for. You got out in front of you. I already did one today too, while you were sitting there with Brian, when Brian was still here. Oh, you still got to do another one. So, from us here at Illegal Ham of the Face, Justin, thank you so much for the. But I had to bow out like three times, and I'm sitting there. I had to mute my <laughs> mic about six. Uh, it was a great rendition of it. I appreciate it. Um, but from all of us here at Illegal Ham of the Face, and everybody that's in the comments, everything else, we can't do this show without you guys. We love you guys. We appreciate everything you guys bring. You guys bring us questions. You guys keep us alive. Keep me going. So thank you so much. And I know it is very cliche to say this, but Merry Christmas to everybody. And we will see you before the new year. And I can wish you a happy new year next week. But thank you, everybody, for watching. Go ahead, Justin. Happy Festivus. And we also... I know some people can't make it home during these holidays. We want to thank them, our troops, first responders, everybody. We appreciate everything you guys do for our country. We love you. Please get home safe. On that note, we are uncorked, unloaded, and illegal ham is out. See ya. <laughs>